My Seven Chakras, episode 86. We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of the dreams. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body, from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, action takers? AJ here, host and founder of the show that you are listening to at this very second. And today, I am really, really grateful for our Facebook community. I'm grateful because I get to meet and interact with some really inspiring people. They inspire me because each and every person in our group is committed to transforming his or her life. Now, this doesn't mean that if you've decided to change your life that you know exactly which direction that you want to head in. It can be hard. It can be really overwhelming and it can be really challenging, especially when people around you don't support you, the new you. And that's one of the reasons why I created our Facebook group so that like-minded people around the world who are awakening to the same cause can come together, share and support one another for creating a better tomorrow. Now, I'm here to serve you. After you've made that bold decision to change your life, I want to provide you with the information that will help you begin your human revolution. And I need your feedback for that. And my question is, what is your single biggest frustration or passion when it comes to alternative healing? It's just one question that I really request you answer in the form of a survey, whether it takes you two minutes or a little more, maybe eight minutes. And you can do so by visiting the link. That's our website, my 7 chakras.com slash survey that's my s-e-v-e-n-c-h-a-k-r-a-s dot com slash survey so take the survey allow me to serve you better and let's change the world and action takers i am really excited today to bring you our featured guest rachel archelaus so rachel are you ready to inspire i so am yes Awesome. So Rachel Archelaus is the founder of the Intuitive Art Academy, where she teaches people how to have a two-way conversation with their intuition. This modality allows people to channel their highest wisdom to solve problems outside of their heads in an easy and creative way. She's an internationally known spiritual teacher and business mentor to light workers. So Rachel, take about a minute and tell us a little bit more about you. Great. So I grew up openly psychic, meaning I could talk to my guides and my angels and my departed loved ones all my life. And I've always had that part of me in life. And so I've always, you know, grown up knowing that there's more than just what normal people can see. And so it's made for a lot of interesting things happening in my life. And one of them is knowing how amazing our intuition is and how if we can follow that, if we can like rely on ourselves and our highest wisdom to make decisions in our life and to have that guide us, we can really be ahead of the game in terms of, you know, following our calling, knowing what we're passionate about, knowing how to 
do what makes us feel so great that also helps other people. And when I realized that other people didn't have the same experience as me, I wanted to make it as easy as possible for other people to tap into their own highest wisdom too. And so that led me down the path of becoming an entrepreneur and developing the Intuitive Art Academy and, you know, being a spiritual teacher and making videos, really just in a quest to share this amazing connection that I grew up with, with other people who were so looking for that kind of connection and trust with themselves. How's that? <laughs> Absolutely. In fact, we are looking forward to learning your story, your insights, and how we can learn or relearn how to tap into our intuition. But before that, Rachel, just like a car needs some ignition and some spark to start, in the same way, our show needs some inspiration to get some momentum and move ahead. And we need your help today to provide us some inspirational ignition. So are you ready? I am, yes. So what is your favorite inspirational quote and how do you apply this? quote in your life. All right. So this quote comes from the movie Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, but it was originally written by a poet named Arthur O'Shaughnessy. And the quote is, we are the music makers and we are the dreamers of the dreams. And I'm just so inspired by that because it means we get to take back control of our lives. We get to decide what's possible and what's not possible. And we get to really shape our lives into the vision that we want. And so I use that quote, anytime I'm feeling like I'm being negative or anytime I think that what I want to do isn't possible, I just remember what the point in the movie mostly where Willy Wonka is saying that and all my limitations seem to fall away with that. I just love that. Wonderful. So we are the music makers. We are the dreamers of those dreams. It's we. Again, it's we who are in control of our lives and the pen that writes our destiny. That pen is held in our own very hands. Wonderful. Thanks a lot for sharing, Rachel. And with that, let's begin today's episode. So what really inspired you to write your book, Intuitive Art, Learning the Language of Your Higher Self? Well, I've always loved writing and I've always wanted to get this modality out into the hands of everybody. And a book is a really good way to give um, lots of people information, right? It's low cost and it's portable. You even keep it on your, your smartphone now. So writing the book was definitely a no-brainer. But how I came about doing intuitive art was definitely a little bit of a random thing. Can I? Is that a story that I should tell now? Sure. Okay. So when I was 11, I was doing a little painting for my mom's birthday. It was on top of this cardboard box, this little kind of paper mache box. Mm -hmm. And it was just an abstract painting. It looked like a black cross and it had different colors of coral along the outside of it. So pinky coral, orangey coral, and then a black cross in the middle. And as I looked down at it, I realized that it meant something. This thing just popped into my head and it said that this means that my mom is compartmentalizing her problems. And so I was like, well, that's a little weird. You know, I don't know if I would have ever come up with that on my own. I was 11. I didn't really know what that meant. And so I went to her, ruining the surprise. And I said, Mom, is this true for you? You know, do you compartmentalize your problems? And she said, yeah. You know, apparently she had a lot going on at the time that she didn't want to burden my dad with or 
me and my sister are with, and she was dealing with many things, trying to keep them all separate. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And so since she was a little taken aback, I noticed that it resonated with her. And over the next, you know, over 20 years, I just decided this was something I needed to investigate. And I started painting more and drawing more. And over the years, noticed a pattern that certain colors meant the same thing and that I could get information every time. And I really just developed it as a healing modality so that we could all learn to channel our own inner wisdom and get answers to our questions and get to know our insides, get to know our deep emotional conditioning, get to know our higher selves. And that's really where it all started. Wonderful. So basically you wanted to get the books or you wanted to get the book in the hands of everybody so that whoever is reading your book, he or she can learn whenever they want to, whether they're in transit or whether they're home or whether at the library. And these days it's wonderful because you can have thousands and thousands of books on one single device. So that's wonderful. And it seems like there was a voice at the back of your mind, which you listened to that told you the meaning of those drawings that might seem a bit abstract when first looked at, but then you gave meaning to those drawings and you shared it with your mother and then she agreed with you. Exactly. Yep. Wonderful. Now, before moving on, I'd like you to share two definitions right? that might be used time and again today to provide some real clarity and context for our listeners. So what is your definition of intuition and the higher self? That's a really great question. So what I think of as the higher self is the part of us that is expanded beyond time and space. So I like to think of this as we're kind of living on a sunray. So if you picture the sun and you imagine that that is the universe or God or source, right? It has all the information. It's all that is. It's the one. It's where our entire consciousness comes from. Mm -hmm. We are a part of that. So if you imagine that as the sun and you follow one single sun ray down to the earth, we are that sun ray and we live amongst that in different dimensions. So the part where the sun ray hits the earth is what we know of ourselves as our personality. So I'm Rachel, you're AJ, uh, your listeners all know their first names and they know their personality self. So that would be the part of the sun that hits the earth. Mm -hmm. Then if you go up a little bit towards source more, we have a higher self. And that is the part of us that is more connected to source and less connected to the earth. So it doesn't deal with time or space. It has all of these wonderful connections to um, like psychic information because everyone else is also a sun ray connected to source. We can know what's coming. We can know what's past. We can look into the Akashic records. And then if you go up more, you have your soul, which houses all the information for all of your lives. And then if you go up more... Some people may have heard of an oversoul mm-hmm. where that's a collection of souls. So as we go up the sun ray, we get less differentiated, less individual. If we go down the sun ray toward the earth, we become an individual. So the higher self is just the part of us that's in charge of our greater, greater dimensional selves, right? We've got much, many more abilities. And then the intuition that we feel, I believe, is just the communication from our higher self to us. So it's helping us Mm -hmm. steer and navigate and 
get around obstacles because it can see through all of those obstacles. It can see what lays ahead for us and where we're going and what we want. Does that make sense? Absolutely. As you mentioned, the higher self is our self, but is something that's expanded beyond time and space. As you mentioned, the connection between us and the sun and the distance between us. And then the intuition is what is communicated by our higher self to us time and again. Is that correct? Yeah, that's how I see it. And again, it's not a linear thing, but that's just how I see it in a simplistic way. Absolutely. Now, let's talk about the process for somebody who might want to learn how to tap into their intuition. What's the difference between a regular drawing and an intuitive drawing? I love that. So an intuitive drawing is really where we're focusing on the process. We're Mm. not drawing to make a drawing. So in intuitive art, there are three steps. And the first step is to have a question or an intention. So if you want to get information, then it really helps to know what you want, right? So you wouldn't go to Google and just type in like, ah, just show me anything. (laughs) It doesn't work so well. You have to really know what you want in order to get a relevant answer. So intuitive art has that first step of having a question or an intention. And you actually do the drawing part, which is step two, with your eyes closed. You close your eyes, you make your hand your brain, and your hand will pick the right colors and it will draw whatever it wants. It's mostly scribbles. It'll change colors when it needs to and it'll stop. And when you're done drawing, then you open your eyes and you look at your drawing. And during the process beforehand, I help you fill out what I call a color sheet, which gets you to tap into what your own personal color meanings are so that when you're done drawing, you can decode that drawing like a map so you know what it says. So it's very different from just sitting down and drawing. It's very intentional. Got it. So you spoke about three steps. One, and like you clearly mentioned, apart from a regular drawing, over here you have have a question, you have an intention, you need to know what you're looking for. And then the next step is where the person's eyes are closed. The brain really picks the color and the color is a bit random, but obviously the intuition is working at this stage and the person draws something, then the eyes are opened and then they sort of decode what exactly they drew. And then you guide them as well along the process. Exactly. Wonderful. So let's talk about some of the benefits really of intuitive drawing. If you could break them down into short term, maybe immediate immediately after the drawing when they notice and they have that multi-sensory experience of looking at what they really created and then the long-term benefits as well if you could. Sure. So I'd say the first short-term benefit is clarity. Mm -hmm. When you look at your drawing and you see what colors you've picked, you'll start to form that immediate knowing of the answer. And just looking at your drawing for 60 seconds to a minute will tell you for sure what your drawing means. And, you know, when you're asking questions that are personal and that matter to you, having that kind of immediate clarity is really powerful and it's important. And you're also knowing that that information, that wisdom is coming from the part of you that knows the right answer for you, right? It's not just a guess. And so you get to feel really supported by yourself as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Longer term benefits, once you start doing this and following your intuition, following the wisdom of your drawings, you really build this beautiful connection to yourself and you start to develop trust. What that does is it kind of gives you a a sense of ownership in your life that you can't get otherwise. 
when you start looking to yourself for answers, when you start relying on yourself and knowing that you're completely supported in your life and and you can always tap into the part of you that knows the right answer, you really can begin to relax and, and start to broaden your horizons and take more risks and, and know that you're never going to fall, um, at least too hard. <laughs> you may still run into obstacles, but you'll know the way out. So having that sense of relaxation and creatorship it can change the course of your life because it can make you feel more safe. Wonderful. So I love that immediately after the drawing, the person gets a sense of clarity. And I think clarity is so important action taker. Sometimes you might be taking a lot of action. You have many goals, but sometimes in the midst of your goal taking, you might feel a bit ambiguous. You might, you know, have some loss in clarity and that's fine. You might have a little haze in front of you and you're not sure what decision to take. In that case, after this drawing, within about 60 seconds, you get that powerful wisdom from your higher self and this is clarity because your higher self is not guessing your higher self knows exactly what's right for you and as you do this process time and time again you develop that internal discipline and you get more clarity you get more independence you trust your higher self and then what happens is you have friends but then you trust your own self at a very high level and you chart your own journey i love how you broke that process down rachel thanks a lot for that thank you now from what i've heard there are many ways of tapping into our intuition you have meditation you have journaling and many others but what are some of the advantages of you know using art and drawing to tap into your intuition over these other methods are there any advantages yeah i think one of the biggest ones is that because i teach regular psychic development as well and lots of other things right i i love that whole world there's no wrong way to go <laughs> but um with intuitive art because you're doing it outside of your head and you're doing it with your eyes closed you don't have to worry about who's talking in your head right so if you're just relying on your your bodily intuition and those feelings in your body of yes and no um sometimes you can wonder like is that real am i feeling this okay and then if you're stressed out it can be hard to tap into how your body's feeling same thing with, you know, hearing things in your head and hearing your intuition or hearing your guides. We can often wonder, you know, am I hearing myself? Am I making it up? So we often, we don't have that really strong trust, especially if it's a really big issue for us. Um, with intuitive art, since you're doing it on paper with your eyes closed, you know you didn't pick those colors on purpose, right? You don't have to wonder if you're talking in your head or not because it's all on paper. So it makes it a lot more clear cut, which is something that I think people find therapeutic. Now, Rachel, I know that you have a program called the Certified Intuitive Artist Program. For someone who's sitting at home right now listening to the show and really wants to dive deep, could you provide us an overview of that program? Like how long is it and what are some of the modules that a student goes through? Sure. So it's a five-month program, and the first three months are focused on teaching you mastery over intuitive art. So you'll learn things like how to lead people through the meditation to get their color meanings, and you'll learn it for yourself. You'll learn how to decode and how to use advanced techniques to know what's in your drawing and what's in your client's drawings. So you'll learn all about intuitive art and how to master that. Then the second part of the program is about teaching you how to make a living doing this. So how to have sessions with clients and how to work with them, how to teach classes and how to charge money, how to have you know your own practice so when you graduate, you don't just know intuitive art, but you also know how to make it a career 
or add on to your existing practice. And then the last two months of the program, it's called a practicum period where you are working with people, paying clients, and you're also teaching a workshop. So you can't graduate until you make money because I find that a lot of light workers and a lot of people who are just getting into using their gifts to make a living, there's a real squirmishness mm-hmm. around charging people for what they do. And so I make sure in the program that everybody kind of goes through the fire there and learns that it's okay to accept money for services and that they feel good about it. And also that they have got practice doing what they're going to do on their own. So everyone's comfortable when they graduate. So I love that you have basically three parts. One is obviously learning where you master the intuitive art and then you help them focus on teaching that art to clients, friends and family as well. And action takers, teaching is the best form of learning because you might learn something, but unless you're able to articulate what you learned and have the patience to be there when that person has a query or a doubt or a question and then answer that in a way that they understand in their own language, in their own way, that takes your learning to a completely new level. And I don't think any of us would have a problem if we get paid for it. (laughs) And uh, Rachel, I I love the fact that you mentioned that a lot of light workers, lot of healers in general and i've come across this as well feel a bit hesitant in terms of charging what they uh, or charging for the value that they can really bring to a person's life the transformation that they can create so i'm glad that you have that portion where a person has to earn some amount in order to graduate is that correct yes wonderful Now, you say that your modality allows people to channel their highest wisdom to solve problems outside of their heads in an easy and creative way. Key focus on creative. So what if a person listening to the show right now says, well, that's all right, Rachel, Mm -hmm. but I'm not creative. Maybe this isn't really for me. You know, I really believe everyone's creative. I think it doesn't have anything to do with being an artist or a writer or any kind of expression. We're all just really creative beings. Some people are creative problem solvers. Some people are artistically creative. And um, I get a lot of people saying, you know, well, I'm not an artist. I can't do that. And it's honestly the artists who have the hardest time because they're so focused on their, you know, fine motor movements <laughs> in their hand that they have a hard time letting go and just scribbling. So no, you know, formal creativity needed, no um, artistic talent needed. It's really just about can you ask a question and allow your hand to kind of be in charge for a couple of seconds? Well, that's the colorful part of it. Other than that, you really everybody can do this. I've actually taught thousands of people now and every single person has learned it on the first try. So I haven't encountered any person yet who hasn't been able to do it. So there you go, action takers. There definitely is a process. There are some steps that you need to take. It's not that you read something in the next day you know how to tap into your intuition. It takes some time, but obviously so many other people have gone through this process as you would as well. But the benefit is you learn it, you share it, you can earn money as a result of it and change people's lives. And what comes to my mind right now is that you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start in order 
to be great. So especially if you want to learn intuition, we're going to tell you exactly what you need to do in order to begin your journey. Now, Rachel, you've shared some really incredible advice for learning how to tap into our intuition, really gain that wisdom and find our purpose. But for somebody starting out who wants to build some momentum by taking action today itself, who really wants to enhance the quality of his or her health, right? Whether it's mentally, physically or spiritually, is there a health tip that you could share with our audience? Yeah. So one of my favorite things regarding health is to, you know, follow your body's wisdom. You know, everyone has their own sensitivities and allergies, and I don't think there's only one right thing for everybody. So what I like to focus on is the feeling in my heart area. Like I notice that it can either be open or it can be closed. And if you feel, if you just feel around in your heart area and you think about something happy, like if you think about a good vacation or uh, the most delicious mango you've Mm -hmm. ever eaten, you'll notice that in your heart area, it starts to feel open. And then if you think about something you wouldn't want to happen again or something that didn't taste good, your heart area will start to close. Kind of like a flower closes at night, right? Mm -hmm. It's not dramatic, but you'll notice the shift. I like to run things by my heart, right? So if I'm thinking about a certain kind of food, I'll notice, is it open or closed? Um, If I'm thinking about a certain exercise or about sitting in my chair for the next eight hours, I'll notice if it's open or closed. And I try to run as many health choices as I can by my body because my body knows what it wants. It knows what it needs. So I think if you can remember to do that at least a couple times a day, you'll be so far ahead of the game when it comes to really focusing and relying on your intuition more. Well, thanks a lot for that powerful tip, Rachel. I'm definitely going to add that into our show notes. Now, difficulty strengthen the mind as labor does the body, which is a really wise quote shared thousands of years back by philosopher Seneca. Think about it, action takers. A lot of you go to the gym, pay a monthly fee in order to increase your tolerance to higher levels of resistance every single day. In other words, for the weights that you have at the gym and pro surfers get excited and thrilled when they know that the waves are going to be really high and powerful on a particular day at the beach. So what if you looked at a difficulty or a challenge as training? Because it's true, each and every difficulty or challenge or obstacle really provides us with a life lesson. And that life lesson, as Seneca shared, strengthens your mind. So Rachel, take us back to a time when you faced a major challenge. What was your initial reaction to that challenge? And then how did you overcome it? I love this question too. And I love Seneca. So, you know, everyone's had hard times and tragedies and things they've gone through that I'm sure they wouldn't want to repeat, but I definitely see wisdom in everything. Uh, I used to be married and, you know, it was to my soulmate. I thought I'd be with him forever. But over time, I noticed that he was calling me crazy a lot. And he was kind of questioning my my actions, my motivations. And I got, it happened so slowly that I got really confused. And I started questioning myself. And I didn't know what was right for me or what was wrong for me anymore. I really lost my own internal trust. And I lost my inner connection to my higher self. Because he was questioning me all the time and I turned out to question me because of that. And it got so bad to the point where I just really was kind of broken. I didn't know what to do. I didn't really have a personality. And we were living back with my father. 
So it was kind of like rock bottom. Um, I started to ask my friends for advice, but you know, it doesn't really work when, when you lose your own internal guidance, asking other people for help doesn't really make you feel better. It just makes you more confused. So that, that went on for a couple of years and I just didn't know what to do. I was crying a lot. I didn't really have a sense of purpose or anything. And so after that happened, I realized I had this turning point, like, gosh, I really need to fix things because, you know, I've got more to offer this world than just being a confused mess, right? I didn't know what to do, kind of like your, your listeners, but I knew I had to do something. And so I decided that I had to offer more of myself. Like I had to put more of the real me into my life. And so I went to the art store, I bought a new set of pastels and a new sketch pad. And I emailed this local holistic center to see if they would want to offer intuitive art, um, you know, in their services. And it was terrifying. I had never reached out like that to anybody. I was so worn down. I was so low self-esteem at that point. But it was the one thing that I could do to kind of take control of my life again and try to put me back in the center. So that really started me being more of myself. And of course, I started doing more intuitive art because I had put it down for a little while and asked questions and got clarity. And that's really when I started to dig myself out of that hole. And yeah, that was like my turning point. And what I learned from that, obviously, is when you lose connection to yourself, Mm -hmm. there's nothing that can put it back except for you, right? We have to reconnect back into our self in our own way. Not everyone's going to use intuitive art, but you can use meditation or you can use um, anything. You know, there's so many ways. And I'll never forget that because it was my lowest point. And it also turned out to be the biggest blessing because it really started my career in teaching others intuitive art. Mm -hmm. So looking back now, maybe in just one sentence, what is it one major life lesson that you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, the biggest life lesson from that is that we each have our own answers. We're never going to be in a predicament that we can't get ourselves out of. So find your own answers and really tap into the part of you that has them waiting for you. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks a lot for sharing your powerful story with us because your story reminds us that our higher self is the only one that can tell us what is right for us. Not our friends, not our relatives, but our higher self can really bring that clarity and clear out any confusion that might be in front of us and enable us to really make that decision. And it also proves that when you're feeling down, uh, taking action, taking some creative and positive action, whether it is reaching out to somebody or calling someone or remembering or going back to our memory and doing something that we really like, we're really passionate about can help build that momentum. And as we learn to really handle bigger and bigger challenges and obstacles in our spiritual gym called life, we come to a realization that we are in control of our situation and the circumstances around us. And no matter how bad the situation is right now, we have the power within us to write our own destiny. And that's probably why Irene Kursurla once emphatically exclaimed that the pen that writes your life story must be held in your own hand. So Rachel, have you found your life's purpose? And if yes, what is your life's purpose? Oh, such a juicy question. So yes, I believe I have. And I'm one of those people who believes that our purpose is really just to do what we feel called to do in any moment. 
So I don't think it's my job title right now. I don't think that it's only one thing. I think my purpose is to be as authentic as I can. And in the moment, it happens to also be teaching people intuitive art and growing that exposure out into the world to help other people. But that may change in a decade or, you know, even in five years. So it's really just to be authentic and follow my highest calling in every moment. So in retrospect, was there ever a eureka or a magical moment beyond which you were pretty confident and pretty certain that your life was about to change? Oh my God, I have them all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it happens at least twice a year where I will come up with some idea and I'll be so excited about it and it'll really change the way I see the world and what I'm doing. And then I do that with excitement and then there's always another one. So I find that I I like to let my excitement lead the way. And when you do that, lots more excitement comes. (laughs) I was having one of those moments uh, just a couple of days back where I got an idea and I was feeling a lot of energy. I didn't know what to do with that energy. And then I was confused. Is it because of the idea or is it because of of the fact that I had just started taking ashwagandha pills, (laughs) which by the way helps reduce stress and boost energy. Have you heard of that? Yeah, I take ashwagandha sometimes. I do. (laughs) Oh, wonderful. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And that brings us to the very final round for today, which is called the wisdom round. Now, this round has just four short questions about questions that might make you take a deep dive back into your memories. Are you ready? Yes. So looking back at your life, what is the best advice that someone has ever given to you? Have more fun. Awesome. So (laughs) name a personal habit that keeps you strong. Um, Gardening. So Rachel, do you have a morning ritual? I have one. It's not very exciting, but I do. (laughs) We'd like to listen to it. Okay. So I wake up and before I get out of bed, I always connect with my body and I make sure that I'm feeling high energy in all my chakras. So I'll go through each chakra and just feel an appropriate feeling for that like confidence for my solar plexus joy for my sacral center etc and just so I feel like I turned on for the day and then I'll make an intention for the day and you know just make sure it's something uplifting and positive make sure that I've got a good outlook for the day and then I'll get up I'll drink lots of water with lemon essential oil. I'll make some oolong tea. Um, Then I normally go to my office and I'll watch something funny Mm because I love waking up with comedy. Uh, Then I'll meditate and then I settle down and make my to-do list for the day. And uh, that's pretty much it. Wonderful. Now, name a book that you'd like to recommend for our listeners. It's a children's book, but it's called A Wrinkle in Time. Awesome. We'll link that up in the show notes. So action takers, do visit my S-E-V-E-N-C-H-A-K-R-A-S.com, my7chakras.com forward slash 86 to catch the show notes. Once again, the link is my7chakras.com forward slash 86. So Rachel, it was great having you on our show today. Right before we end today's session, tell us one thing that you're really grateful for and tell us the best way we can learn about you online. I am so grateful for friendships. Every year that gets more and more important and more and more apparent that that's really what makes life go around. So I'm so grateful for that. And where you can find me, you can go to intuitiveart.com. You can take a free intuitive art class there. You can learn about the certification and you can check out the videos that I've got up there. So intuitiveart.com. One of those action takers. I'm sure you enjoyed today's amazing session about intuition, about your higher self and about how you can learn or relearn how to tap into your intuition and 
really enjoy your life to a completely new level and the question really is we spoke about friendship and it's great to have friends around you but the real question is are you friends with yourself are you friends with your higher self and if yes then all you have to do is go to this link intuitiveartacademy.com and there are so many new insights so much wisdom that you can get exposed to because as i always try to squeeze in as much as information as possible within this time frame but it's impossible right this is just the tip of the iceberg but there's a lot more that is in front of you and you at this point you just need to pick up the breadcrumbs that life is putting in front of you once again the link is intuitive art academy and i'm going to have that in our show notes as well so you can just click and learn more and take action and begin your human revolution so rachel thank you so much for coming on our show talking to us about the power of intuitive art and taking us one more step closer to a human revolution thank you so much it was my pleasure you were listening to my seven chakras go to my s-e-v-e-n chakras.com download your free gift get inspired and take action transform your life today